Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Ah, what a good time this is. A few days in, and I'm really starting to feel something new about myself. And dare I say it, I think this was the perfect time for me to be very, very ghoulish in my demeanor and devilish in my actions. And I should be about that time. So many hijinks and mischief to cause, so many movies to watch and games to play. <laughs> and one month to try to squeeze it all in. Then again, this will last until the first week of November, I take it. And of course, you know, talk about some real haunted facts. And so far, so good, it seems like everyone's boring. Because the Monster Fest is here. And welcome to the j Man Show, here on... J360 Radio. Hey, what's going on, J360 Legion? <laughs> this is J-Man, of course. And yes, I am so excited right now. It is time for another episode of the J-Man Show, Monster Fest Edition. You know something? It's very interesting leading to this point. Because so far, so good. Things have been looking pretty good across the uh, social media way. I think I've gotten a lot more scarier now. But then again, it's only been like how many days in October so far? So I don't know. I think I'm just getting started. The best is yet to come. And you know something? I managed to uh, create a new rating system for you all. Yeah, we ain't doing no more of the, uh, what was that old one like? I think it was like somebody uh, puking if we hate the movie and then like burping if we like the movie. Yeah, when I said I was a little embarrassed by that, um, yeah, I pretty much was. I was like, hmm, is that the best representation? So no, not anymore. That is retired. That is gone. Matter of fact, we're a lot more older and more mature about ourselves here at J360 Productions. COVID or no COVID. And you know, speaking of which, uh, with that, I would like to introduce the Bloody Knuckles. Yes, Bloody Knuckles is not just a game you have fun with your friends about when you're a brute, but at the same time, it's a pretty good way to rate things. You know how I got the Bloody Knuckles where it's like the three? Usually, and you know, if I do show that, by the way, I'm not mocking you or anything. That means I give a damn about you and what you're trying to create. And the truth is, is that most of my people that I'm cool with know that sign. But yeah, that's the Buddy Knuckles. Whereas this, on the other hand, Red Knuckles, look like it's bleeding pretty much, and it's perfect for the season. So usual rating is about like three Bloody Knuckles. But I have it going all the way to five. Let us be fair. Some of these movies that we like, 
A five is hard to come by. But the thing is, though, a three or four, you got a shot. And then, of course, you got some of them special ones that, obviously, they just were having a good time and didn't decide to make a movie for us to enjoy. They get the two and the one. And truth be told now, don't get it twisted, because remember, I cannot... This is how I go about it. I pretty much cleared all this up in uh, the J-Man show episode 10. So you see, like, what is a good movie? What is a bad movie? It differs, doesn't it? The results vary usually from time to time. And I'm sure some of you know that. Because some of y'all actually do like the Tom Cruise mummy movie. I do not. Some of y'all actually like the Scorpion King sequels. I do not. Things like that. And I cannot argue with you if you like it. It's just that, you know, when you come at me about that stuff and I'm like, yeah, I still can't redeem it, though, because there just wasn't anything for me. And not only that, it was a prequel to how Matthias became the Scorpion King. And even then, everything is the rock got rid of it. Why couldn't you? You know, though, he was making some um, royalty change off of it, wasn't he? Mm, Indeed. Indeed. But when it's Adventure Month, we'll go into that. But right now, I do want to say this much, you know, when it gets right down to it. If Universal would have just worked out that dark universe, I'm sure they probably would have had a um, an Avenger-esque franchise, if anything, you know, a shared universe. The problem is, is that once again, they were trying to do pretty much what Disney did with Marvel. Instead of just letting these creatures function in their own environment, then somehow or another do like a House of Frankenstein or House of Dracula moment and pretty much just... Take us on an experience, which is the weirdest thing when it comes to movies sometime. I'm always like this. Why don't they just give us that grand experience that was promised? Of course, nowadays, they can't <laughs> they can't even sell the movie to you without throwing, what, three quarters of the film in there? So you've pretty much seen everything, whereas at the same time, you're like, gee, I'm hoping to be excited. It's like, well, I don't have to go see it now. And little things like that. Like, at one time, it used to be the suspense factor and the build-up and all the stuff that hooked you in. Like, now, I don't want to sound like a hipster at best, but then again, what is a hipster anymore? Like, when you see something like, uh, say, The Nutty Professor, the, the one with Jerry Lewis, one way or another, they told you not to spoil anything. They told you that he was a geeky professor, but he was going to turn into something. You know, in the vein of Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. The thing is, everybody froze up and paused looking at it, right? Remember? And you see, the thing is, you didn't know what Buddy Love looked like at best. And you didn't really know until you saw the movie. And that's why I was like, they kept putting it up there. Please do not spoil this. Please do not do this. You know, all that kind of stuff. Of course, there was no internet then, so you really couldn't spoil anybody too much. But you know, at the same time, there was a way to convey it. Like, if you look at um, the Wolfman's trailer, you see how uh, Lon Chaney Jr. actually does become the Wolfman. But you don't see too much of anything. He's just really horrifying at the time. What was it, 1941? Yes, and the things that he did. It was like, how do we put a stop to this creature now? It was one of those kind of things that sold you in. And that's what made it enjoyable for you. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, one way or another, we're missing that. Because I guess there's more to it. I guess we got to show 
uh, all the graphics we can. I guess we got to show some of the product that's behind this too, because a lot of these film companies are owned by major conglomerates now. So if you don't see the Sony Vio in there, how could you not know that it was a Spider-Man movie? Or how could you not know that it was produced by Sony? Or unless you saw the PlayStation floating around there, same concept. Or, you know, hey, Microsoft has some um, bets in this. I guarantee we'll see somebody owning an Xbox in the back. You know, it's just the way it is. It's that little bit of chump change that somehow ruins it. Now, you can go ahead and sell this movie without being a a giant, you know, without being a giant ad for other products. Granted, there are a lot more commercials and movie uh, trailers than there are, you know, actual enjoyment of the movies. But you see, is that really the way the market is or is that the way those executives tell you that it is? See, one of them kind of things to think about. You do learn something on the J-Man show sometimes. And y'all thought I wasn't talking about movies anymore. (laughs) Oh boy, if you only knew. Uh, See, the thing is, sometimes it feels like I'm in season six of Black Mirror. I don't know about y'all, but that's just the way I'd be feeling sometimes. And 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 I'm like, more or less, because I think Chalvin just got out of his um, sentencing with his million dollar bail. So the whole thing of the victory and all the celebrations that we managed to get certain cops in jail, that's kind of shafted on. I mean, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse for the Breonna Taylor incident, right? So one way or another, it's like we're in that twilight zone. We're in that dystopian future that people have been making fun of and speaking about. I mean, beyond, above and beyond all this kind of stuff. And one way or another, you're sitting there like, huh. My life's a movie now, but hey, I still got to go ahead and get those Facebook likes to keep me in business. After all, I need the rubes to keep paying my cred to keep things going. Oh, man. Like, and please, please, for those of you out there, I'm not making fun of. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, it totally. I totally am making fun of it all. <laughs> Yes, even as I build J360 Productions, yes, I'm making fun of it. Because you know what? You will not believe the stones on some of these people sometimes. Oh, yeah, you know, if you like my OnlyFans, oh, yeah, if you like all this stuff, oh, please go ahead and interact with me here. Please come on ahead and help me get my numbers back. You know what? F you and your numbers. Why don't you get them organically? You know, nine times out of ten when I see it, I'm like, wait, you got all this going on right here. Some things are not coming back, and you got a despot in office that pretty much will not take responsibility for it, and you think I give a damn about your big ass right now? I don't care. Not at this point. Shoot. You know, like I said, I've seen so much TNA in my life. I mean, at the end of the day, it's amazing. But, you know, (laughs) one way or another, I'm like, I'm not impressed. Like, if I'm supporting you on OnlyFans, because I give a damn about you, and I appreciate what you've done. Plus, I got to know you before you had it. So it's one of them kind of things like this for those that are out there saying, will you support mine? That's because I have the money to burn to do that, and I'm an investor at that point. And not only that, some of y'all actually like my content and support me too, which is, uh, you know, a fair trade-off. You, you got to support people back. You know, have you ever seen that? Isn't that like the weirdest thing to come up there? They're all nice to you and, you know, coaxing you pretty much just just waxing you and making you feel special like you're important so they can go ahead and, um, you know, take that chump change away from you. Which, by the way, if you use your chump change right, you could actually retire off of that if you played the game smart. That's why you got to be aware of these things. That's why you got to be paying attention to circumstances. It is different if you're buying merch. 
it is different if you um, are you know donating to the hustle and things like that willingly. But if you got roped in and coerced in some way where you were engineered and mobilized to do such a thing without asking questions and without them getting flustered about you asking said questions, yeah, see, it's one of them kind of things. You know what I'm saying? Because nowadays people will go ahead and they will try to sell snake oil to you. Because I remember this one. This one particular person. I guess she was a model or something. I, I don't know. I don't give a damn. But I will tell you the story anyway because uh, I'm pressed for time. <laughs> See, she went about this. She has to get her number back. I mean, after all, you know, that, that 32K of, of thirsty people out there who are willing to look into that content. Because after all, how many times can you go about seeing the same ass without getting bored? Or those different angles. Decided to ask me, hey, can, can you invest in me? Can you give me money? Can you give me all that stuff? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> if there's one thing that J-Man invests in, he will invest in himself. He will invest in his team. He will help out the people that have helped him. Because one way or another that this person has sent me this nice link here and then talk about interaction, I'm sitting there thinking this. Hey, so you mean to tell me that I couldn't interact with you on this free page, but if I give you like 10 bucks a month or hell, damn near 20 because some of y'all are crazy enough to ask for that amount, I can go ahead and get to know you on that level and we talk all the time like we besties? Yay! Once again, this is how a lot of horror movies start. You see, in case you ain't realize, when it gets right down to this, if you ain't honoring certain deals, one way or another, there's going to be something called revenge or avenging or somebody's going to get really tired of you. And when they get really tired of you, certain circumstances happen. And, and as I say that, I'm not implying anything. But what I'm saying is a lot of movies do happen this way. Like Unfriended or what was that one? It was uh, Friend Request. Uh, quite a lot of those Netscape evil movies which deals with either the ghost in the machine kind of trope or deals with somebody getting back at somebody else because of that, breaking them down through the internet and breaking them down in real life too. There's some truth to that. Now, a lot of those movies that I mentioned, they uh, more or less got, you know, two bloody knuckles on the list. But you see, the thing is I watched them basically because it's true to form. A lot of people, this is their life. You know, being on the internet, showcasing people, their lifestyle, trying to act like they're on an episode of MTV Cribs, which, by the way, I wish they kind of kept that because at least I like that show. What the hell does MTV do now other than melodrama TV or pretty much is Diet Coke CW? Just saying. But, you know, the truth is, it's like when it gets right down to it, there's nothing wrong with supporting each other. There's nothing wrong with being a content creator community and coming together as a group. But you got those special ones out there, though. Those ones that think that they boo-boo don't stink. The ones that think that, hey, you know, just because it seemed like Jay has low self-esteem. Jay doesn't have low self-esteem. If you've been paying attention for a long damn time, Jay just doesn't give a damn. And he exists as a force of nature. And one way or another, stop waking Godzilla if you don't want him to crash your town. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you see me there and you ain't trying to help J360 Productions, but you're trying to sell all this TNA right here one way or another, I have a love interest and we got it going good. But not only that, if you act as though that you bigger than whatever you bigger than, I will happily take this slingshot, hit it right there like how David did Goliath and watch you fall. That's just how sick I am. But 
I will not go out of my way to actively do this. Karma takes care of itself. Peace be the journey. And when you fall down, make sure it don't crack all of your ass. Because if it does, that's one hell of a mess to clean up and I ain't paid enough. <laughs> I mean, look, I ain't trying to be mean. I'm just saying the stones of these people. And not only that, it's not even only fans. It's just even in the podcast community. There's some people out there who are, want those clicks so much they can taste it, but they'll go about spam. What, what did they go about? Spam replying or something like that? Like just throw their link in the spam at people. Which is uh, not courteous at all. I mean, one way or another, if somebody asks you, like, hey, can I have some podcast recommendations? Or, hey, anybody else out there building a podcast, let me know. Hey, let me help you. Let's, let's lift you up. Things like that. If they're not asking you that kind of stuff, why would you just throw the link at them right then and there? You understand what I'm saying? Because it's not courteous enough. There's a way. People will find you. If you keep at it and you stop worrying about what everybody else is doing like take my show for instance do i talk about the same subject every week not hardly do i change it up every so often you got to think about it it's just one of them kind of things like yes i make fun of only fans but i make fun of not only the concept of it i make fun of the fact that everybody basically has one now and I make fun of the fact that people are sitting there obeying their thirst instead of just using their smarts about this kind of stuff. Because once again, it's something that you willfully throw your money into month to month, not week to week. I hope you're not doing week to week. Boy, howdy. If that's the case, I'm in the wrong business. I need to start going ahead and, uh, you know, doing the stuff with my shirt off and like really rubbing myself with, with smooth lotion and everything else just to get my uh, stuff together. Some of you ladies would like that, and I hope you do. But the thing is, you look, but you don't touch. Well, then again, I don't know. We're, we're both adults. I, I, hold, on, hold on a minute. I'm just kidding. Kidding. I got to keep that hoe phase under control. But you understand what I'm saying, right? And you see, as I speak on that, it plays a role in the Monster Fest, too, because if people don't get these certain things, they become obsessive and then they become real life monsters. And I'm sure a lot of you out there have seen them through like true stories on Reddit or like a lot of content creators on YouTube having their subscriber stories and like the one fan that just won't go away, like that movie, The Fan with Wesley Snipes in it. And I think Joe Pesci was the other guy in it, if I'm not mistaken. It's one of them kind of things. It don't take much for this stuff to be true to form. You know, fiction emulates real life sometimes. And it's just, it's just wild to me. Like, I'm sure as I grow, I'm going to have a lot of J-Man imitators. I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of people out there that'll act the way I used to on the first season. Not, not aware of my growth or flanderization, whichever comes first. Then again, I never really had, yeah, I probably was. No. I don't know. I think I'm rather consistent with my behavior. That's a bad thing for some people, but for a lot of people, they love it. It's just like one of them kind of things, you know? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out there that will do that stuff because that's just the way they are. And if you do something that damages somebody's worldview, what's the usual thing that happens? They shut down for a little bit, and then not only do they shut down, they either shut down with sadness or they shut down with rage. And you see it in a lot of these movies. And I'm not saying you need to watch dog the movies. I'm just saying, you know, pay attention. A lot of psychological thrillers happen this way. Like um, that movie Secret Window. Remember what Johnny Depp was going through when his uh, wife pretty much slept with her mutual friend and like everybody was pretty much a dick to him. And you see he, on the other hand, <laughs> he just couldn't take it no more. So he had like alternative voices and alternative selves. As soon as he put on that farmer's hat, like Ish. all hell broke loose. Good movie, by the way. And you see, the thing is, 
I can't. Yeah, I can include it. I can include it. But then again, it, it happened before I started the whole Monster Fest this year. So, But if I was doing the Monster Fest and I put that on there, it would definitely get, because of the creep factor alone, it would get three bloody knuckles. Just saying. And you know, before I get carried away with that whole thing, true to form, let me just go ahead and give you a moral. Be mindful how you act. Understand that when you create art and you want people to see it, you know, there's just other ways of going about it. I didn't expect a lot of people to find me, but when I started J360 Radio, okay, I actually talked to other podcasters first. And I listened to their shows, but I also, you know, talked to them. I treated the people that I wanted to be like, like people. See what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't want to treat other people like people. They want to treat them like numbers. And that's what disgusts me upon many things about social media. I'm not a number. My company might be a number, but I'm not a number. It's just the way it is, you know, from time to time. But a lot of people don't want to take responsibility for things. That's why in fiction or in real life, sometimes they keep getting ass whooped. I'm going to get your ass. I'm going to get your ass. <laughs> Damn phone, man. Why do people have to talk to me when I'm doing the shows? Damn. Jesus Christ, man. It ain't that damn important. <laughs> anyway, time for our feature presentation. Okay, so the Monster Fest has been going on for a while, and we've managed to have some stellar hits. Like right now, you have um, Horror High, and you have Aftershocks. Aftershocks I watched last night. I like Eli Roth's work. And he's a pretty good actor, you know, from time to time. It's just that every time I see him in a production, he's either getting killed or something's getting smashed up against them, and he's always in, like, some rough parts. The thing about Aftershocks was is a sign of what happens when the whole idea, you're in a foreign land, you're having a good time, and then all of a sudden, the natural disaster occurs, and then destruction's everywhere, and you see just how paranoia and all sorts of unruliness takes over and it's just a destructive night and you're just trying to survive you're trying to wake up to see the next day which is pretty much what eli roth and his friends were going through and there was even a beautiful girl that he was trying to get with and i was hoping they were going to make it but evidently not matter of fact he damn sure didn't make it because a pillar crushed him and they try to find like two of his friends try to go ahead and find a way to get that pillar off of him but i'm like nah his insides are smashed. He, he, he ain't going to be able to walk. He, he done. As soon as you see blood coming out the side of the man's mouth, you know it's over. So when I saw that, I was like, hmm, no, nah, nah, that's not going to work for you. And then I looked to see, like, the hoodlums that were following because, yes, when that event happened, there was all this, um, this debris opened up, and then the prisoners got out of prison. And as um. And then, like, all the thugs started coming out, and they were like, yeah, yeah, this is the perfect time to pillage and smash and destroy things. And they're right, because there was no police officers around at all. You understand what I'm saying? And when you have no form of justice in some way, and yes, let's just assume if the police system worked like it needed to, these guys wouldn't be roaming about, but they were. And then not only that, eventually they rescued a fireman but you see, at some point, that fireman wasn't necessarily on the side of public service, if you think about it. Because he ended up killing one of the hot ladies. And then, like, the thugs in the, that were chasing uh, the guys around, the thugs ended up capturing the one girl that loved Eli Roth and raped her. And I was like, there's a rape scene in this, too? I mean, true to form, though, there's, this is lawlessness. That's pretty much what it was showing. 
And then one way or another, you realize that they had to get out of the certain area of Chile where they were because there was a tsunami coming. And you see, after a while, everybody died. Spoiler, spoiler. Well, almost. One was about to make it. It was the lead girl with the short hair. And you see, the thing is, she was on her way. She was on her way. But she was on the beach land. And while she was on the beach, the other thing that she saw was all these waves. And that was it. That's the perfect time to cue. Ha ha ha, wipe out. But no, 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 no. No. Moment of silence for that woman. Because she was surviving. And, oh, by the way, she did manage to kill the fake uh, firefighter. And, um, I mean, as soon as I saw the tattoos on him, I was like, oh, damn. Like, everything started off great. Beautiful. Showed you that tourist side of Chile. Then it showed you the survival of Chile. You understand what I'm saying? Not to say that for those of you out there in Chile, I'm not saying that your country is a mess. I just know, much like the United States, y'all have your bad parts too. And truth be told, yeah. It was a sign of it. I mean, Jamaica's the same thing. Like, you'll see the sandals commercial all the time. But when you're actually there and you see the other side of it, mm hmm. Not exactly, uh, let's get together and be I. <laughs> not at all. Now, <laughs> not, not throwing stones. I'm just saying, like, every area has their bad points. I mean, you can imagine, like, if there was something on that, um, level five destruction of natural disasters for even around here in Delaware, people go crazy, man. I mean, you saw it with the pandemic, nothing but panic here and there, no order at all. And we, as people, when we unite as a group, well, let's just be honest, ain't no unity. We're all just standing there together, but. As soon as we get news like that, what's the first thing we do? We run to Walmart. We run to all these big box stores. And then we go ahead and we just trash everything. You know, leave no stone unturned. Cause more trouble than a little bit. And one way or another, it's going to take some time to recover from this COVID thing. I'm not looking forward to the CDC to announce saying that, oh, yeah, everything is over and we can go back to our normal lives. Because there ain't no normal lives at this point. If there ever were. I mean, hell, a lot of us still didn't recover after 9-11, didn't recover after both wars and terror that are still going on. I mean, one way or another, we have a hard time when it comes to recovery. And recovery, I wonder if it'll be in my lifetime or not. Questionable. But like anything else, that's why Aftershock has, you know, four bloody knuckles. Because it's true to form, and one way or another, when you have disasters like that, and you see how people are, you see how people act, you know, like you had good friends, but then when that stuff went to hell, all of a sudden, you're not friends anymore, you're fighting for real estate. And I, when I say fighting for real estate, you're fighting for any piece of claim you can get. It could be a small deck, of, a small speck of soil, and I'm sure me and Mondo are probably fighting over it. Because the thing about it is, that's how our currency would probably be, water world crap. You know, more or less. If we listen to global warming, chances are we'll probably get that water world future. But at that point, I hope that I uh, manage to uh, build a nice boat. <laughs> One of the kind of things to think about from time to time. It, it, it's debatable on what kind of future we'll have. You understand what I'm saying? But when you get right down to it, like looking at this stuff for the Monster Fest, that was actually a good film. So that pretty much sitting up there or high right now. And Fright Night and... Um, well, to be fair, I am kind of biased with Fright Night, right? And all the other classic films that I had for the first couple of years. So, yes. But there is some stinkers in the pile. Seven Deadly Sins. 
or Charlie Charlie in other regions. You know, when they do these kind of movies that deal with Ouija boards or summoning planes or all sorts of symbols and all this stuff, and they're not witches, but there's somebody that knows a little bit of witchcraft that opens the gate and stuff like that. How come they got to all be stupid? How come they all got to be doing this stuff? And then at the end of the day, you can see that it was a paint by numbers piece because they were high school students about to enjoy their spring break. The beautiful rich girl gets in trouble with her rich boyfriend. He sells drugs. They're in a courtroom. Oh, yada 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 that's all for source of fluff to build it up but as soon as we get to the point they bring the spring break party to her house all of her friends and and people from the student body were over there and they were all having a good time and then at the end of it all she had to stay in a person who was no younger or older than her named sarah she was the girl at the beginning of the movie that was getting choked out or chased by her uncle because he had envy in him and she's holding a possessed book and then she's like what's that book you're holding and she's like y'all want to play charlie charlie and i'm like really for real though you, you you're the stay in person and you got the book but then again you know the book caused trouble because one of your family tried to kill you with it and sarah had no build up at all and then you look over at the other girls and the main girl whose name is kim and i'm telling you that because this is the area of importance that all these people play in the role for me yeah, I was looking forward to a lot of them getting killed off. Except for that one girl that was a virgin. I hoped that she was going to stay alive throughout it all. But at the same time, she sat at the table too. And when they did the possession for Charlie, Charlie didn't even show up until about a, the last third of the movie. He's like, I'm Charlie. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what the hell is this? And I'm bored out of my mind. I'm sitting there thinking about other things. I'm sitting there thinking about the cyclone. When am I bringing the cyclone back? And, and, and not only that, but then again, I'm also thinking about the new J360 Jams episode. That's happening this Friday, by the way, at 10 o'clock as usual. Keep that in mind, y'all. We got a nice lineup for that. But going back into um, the movie, though. Yeah, I had time to do that. Going back into the movie, nothing happened. And then you got to see how the main girl, Kim. Yeah, she's dating an African-American man. Beautiful. Love it. Dr. King's dream is alive, y'all. I ain't the only one participating. But let me just say this. You see, not only is she good with that, and, and her mom's not good with it. She got problems. But then again, she's one of those that won the lottery or married rich and thought that she's better than everybody. It doesn't matter. And then, like, the well, the racism does, because at the end of the day, she's dating an African-American man. But she's all racist towards Sarah. And I'm like, how the hell can you do that? You know, racism in general doesn't make sense at all. But at the end of the day, this doesn't mean anything. She didn't even know the woman. And then like nine times out of 10, it's just really, really stupid. Like we're, I don't know what writer thought that this would be edgy, but at the same time, stop this. It don't make no sense. Sheesh. And then like, you look at it and you're like, gee, I'm hoping Kim gets ripped, torn to shreds. But then again, you know, Sarah gets shot and killed before Kim ever gets any uh, retribution for her behavior. And then later on, Kim becomes a wonderful Christian girl because her father went crazy years ago. And he, he, he can't say, you gotta fight evil when you cross the lines. You gotta fight evil when you cross the lines. And she's like, what does that mean? And you know, she's having a moment where it's the, it's the battle of the mind. 
and she's trying to figure it all out. And then all of a sudden she finds out because she's in a room full of crosses and then Charlie's there about to get her. And then all of a sudden she speaks and gives herself to God at that moment because Lord knows she wasn't really Christian beforehand, but hey, roll with it, right? So she finally becomes sanctified and manages to rebook the demon away. But the thing about once she rebooked the demon away, Charlie never went anywhere. Charlie ended up possessing the young dude that wanted to be in the cool club. And, and, and then the movie ends with them both walking out. And he pulls a thriller by looking back at the audience with the red eyes. Look, it's cool when you do it in the right circumstances. But when you do it like that, you're just forcing yourself. And it, it's just, I, I was very disgusted as a filmmaker and as a viewer. One bloody knuckle for that. Yes. No, 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 no. I was like, no, nothing happened. I was tired, whatever. And that's why I didn't come back and riff on it. It wasn't even worth the riffing because it might as well have been talked about for this episode. So you all can hear it. But at the same time, it's like, why? How does this keep getting greenlit? Whereas I write something with a lot more depth and a lot more of character buildup and something that can actually, you know, that you could see yourself in. And then hope that this character either succeeds or tries their damnness to succeed, even though failure is right there. It's one of those kind of things that, that, that is an experience for a movie. And I'm utilizing a lot of my passion in my voice right now because I was really disgusted by that. And the fact that the damn thing was greenlit makes me just want to, you know, take some gas, throw it on that, throw it on the main print of that and just light it away. And then we can play Charlie Charlie about that. It's disgusting. But you know what? Unfriended, same thing. Friend request, same thing. A lot of these movies, great premises, good build up there. Just didn't make it to the workshop. And it's a damn shame why. You know? And God knows why either. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm hoping that tonight's turnabout will be a lot better. Because see, I actually traded up movies for that. Because the original movie was supposed to be... Um, the thrilling creep the creeper or something like that it was supposed to be like i talked about it on the mini bite last time but that's supposed to be a thing i also pre-screened another movie it was called um snow beast and see snow beast i can go ahead and talk about that right now here too snow beast only gets a one out of yeah it gets a one bloody knuckle because i'm gonna tell you you hardly saw the movie at all. You hardly saw the premise. You pretty much saw, like, if anything, it might as well have just been a ski lodge real estate video. It was made for a TV movie, yes. But at the same time, you did not see much. Like, who's seen Empire Strikes Back? All of you have. I know you have. And if I said that and you still hate Star Wars to this day, I don't give a damn. It's going to be important right now. When you saw the Ice Wampa show up, right, and this big claw come out of nowhere... Kills, it knocks over Luke, kills the Tauntaun. You know what I'm saying? And you saw that ugly face. That was cool, right? Creepy as hell, but it was cool. See, in this movie, you saw little bits and pieces of the monster, but it, it, it tried so hard to be Jaws, but it failed. You know, whereas Jaws had the suspense factor and you didn't see anything, but it was implied. This, on the other hand, is how you do it sloppily. And not only that, a snow beast would be the perfect, one of the perfect movies to make. I mean, who doesn't want to see where a bunch of people go to a ski resort and they're stalked by a Wendigo or a Yeti or Sasquatch, depending on what the name is? Like, who doesn't want to see that? But it seemed like the one thing that managed to get it right 
when it comes to scenarios like that is either John Carpenter's The Thing, White Noise, or um, there's this other movie that was important at the time, too. Oh, yeah, Avalanche. But you can watch Avalanche on um, Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Revival, if you wanted to. I mean, like, like I said, it wasn't a stellar film, but it was at least entertaining, and it kept you there looking because it was another natural disaster kind of film. And Rock Hudson knew better. Really? To impress Mia Farrow? Don't you know that Mia Farrow was in that movie where she gave birth to the demon child due to a cult? Let us be right. Understandable this. One way or another, you gotta come through all of the uh, bads to get to the goods. And sometimes the bads have their charm, because they're charming the norm. But then there's that moment where it's like, you just shake your head and you're like, the, the premise was there, man. All you had to do was keep following that track. And then you could have moved on to other things. But it gets worse because there are times where like, when you see certain movies where like the person that's rescued in the middle of the film usually ends up being the hero to save everyone. So, you know, a little deuce ex machina right there. It makes you wonder how, how lazy the writers are, but if that person was important to the script. So that's one of those things that you guys can carry over with. Oh, by the way, uh, Adam Sandler released another movie not too long ago. Now, whether you love him or hate him, he just can't stop, and I'm glad he's finding work. But, you know, he has to fulfill that Netflix contract. It's called Hubie Halloween. And you see, the thing about Hubie Halloween, for some reason, whenever Adam Sandler does, like, the little Nicky voice, it's funny in small doses, but when he plays that character that has to continue to do that voice, the movie falters because at the end of the day, you're tired of hearing that crap. You know what I'm saying? You kind of want to see the Adam Sandler that kicks ass and just goes about his way like happy gilmore you know and in this particular film he's like the town um the town weirdo the town outcast and then eventually like you know he tries to play it safe plays by the rules and then at the end of the day like you know people make fun of him for it and it shows goes to show that they have flaws of their own but they make fun of him for this and you see eventually when the plot comes together there's something strange going on in his neighborhood and the thing is, he's the only one that knows about it, and it happens around him often. The problem is, there's not too much focus on the strange happenings in the neighborhood. And then, like, you know, it gets kind of muddy because you wonder who's doing all this stuff. But the thing is, the people that are getting captured and stuff are the ones that are usually causing him trouble. And I need to shut this thing off when I'm doing the shows, man. Jesus Christ. It better be somebody dying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just the anti-hero in me. But like I say... When the wickedness like that happens, and, uh, damn, turn that off. Sheesh. Like, when the wickedness of that all happens, <laughs> you know, we, we don't really find out, but it happens to the ones that were bullying him. Which makes it interesting, because there is such a thing as a-hole victims. And you see, eventually we find out who it is, and it hits close to home, but I'm not going to tell you who it is right off, because this movie needs a chance. I recommend you all watch it. For me, I'm going to give it, you know, two bloody knuckles. It wasn't bad. wasn't good. Just an Adam Sandler Netflix movie. Get my drift. But, hey, that's enough for right now. I talked to you off enough. It's time for me to get ready for the next installment of this Monster Fest series. We'll go ahead and look into it about maybe 10 p.m. or so. Yeah, we'll see about that, right? After all, then again, I got a full day and another full day. So, hey, staying up. But until then, I'll catch you all later. This is J-Man signing off, of course. You all be easy. Take care of yourselves. Peace.